0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the
1: Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: readings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres, but also the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast for Wednesday, September 4th. As always, I am your host, Javier Reyes, host with sometimes occasionally, but definitely not always the most. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like JustBaseball.com, D-O-T-C-O-M.com. And I'm being joined by, of course, again, two days in a row, talking to this guy, talking to this goon who's rocking the glasses because he's feeling studious, he's prepped for this episode, he's ready, Mr. Miller Thomas of Lockdown Diamondbacks. how are you?
1: And also, you know, we had an 11 a.m. podcast. I went out last night, woke up at 1045. I was like, I'm not throwing the contacts in. Just glasses today, baby. <laughs> you just, I love
0: it. I love it, man. Just let it roll. You just got to let it roll sometimes. And I think it fits, right, that both of us have the glasses today because it's a very special episode today, ladies and gentlemen. I would, I would actually argue, you know, the creative juices for me on my pod, admittedly, haven't been flowing as much lately. Oh. Just been doing a lot of things and dealing with a lot of stuff. So it's hard but you said about a month ago what if we did a fantasy draft right Mm. in honor right in honor of it being football season in honor of everybody who's listening to this podcast who in their
1: own fan we're doing a fantasy draft on what millard what are we doing we're drafting the best players who we've basically let go traded away basically making the best version of a team of former players that we just said hey we don't want that superstar on our team anymore. Let's get rid of them.
0: Mm-hmm. It's much discussed. He's a man who takes a lot of shots and he gets some home runs. Joe Musgrove, right? Oh, that's a home run. Jake Cronworth. Oh, that's a good one. Even though you slandered him on the last pod. Mm-hmm. Oh, on Soto. What a beast. Oh, Tatisa. But then there's also some mix-ups. So everybody likes slander and AJ Preller now and then. And the Diamondbacks as well have had a lot of uh, glaring Glaring, and I mean glaring mistakes. Uh, Arguably, just as bad. Arguably, it's close. It's Um, close. It's Um, close. All right, I'll count that a little bit. Max Scherzer, obviously, probably being the most famous one, but we're keeping it to 2014 because Mm -hmm. that is because AJ Peller's. That's when his tenure started. So we're counting players that were traded away from our teams, former players. Free agency doesn't count because I think that's just a little bit different, and it's not necessarily wholly bad if you don't re-sign a player, but. With a trade in this case, and depending on the players, uh, I just think it's a lot more fun because it gives us time to to roast ourselves a little bit. You know, I think that it's always you need a little bit of that because we are such egomaniacs, you and I, that I think every yeah. now and then we need to be humble just a little bit. Um, the way it's going to work is six position players. Uh, it doesn't matter what position exactly; it doesn't have to be you're filling out first, second, third, or fourth because there's not enough, frankly, that we feel like talking about that play every single position. And then three pitchers. They can be – Millard can draft Padres, former Padres, and I can draft former Diamondbacks, whatever. That's what we're doing, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Millard, are you ready? I do have one question.
1: Are we doing a snake draft? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, man, that's a good question. I had I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Snake drafts. Yeah, snake it's draft like, to two people.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no. Okay. I feel like no. Well. I was just going to make all the dumb, oh, look who's back up again. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> but, yeah, we don't have to do a sneak We job. would basically I'm just done. be making two picks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do like a, let's do, like, an auction draft. Let's get, like, a little fat budget going. <laughs> yeah, Get a little fab budget. Uh,
0: have, have the silent uh, countdown going in the background, <laughs> yeah. and then we have to reveal how much we'll pay for a guy. Um, that would be great, but probably a little bit too complicated for us. So right. the well, only question got...
1: now is who goes first and who goes second? I got a dime here because you're a dime, Javi. So I'm going to flip this and see. Oh, perfectly. That was a good good flip. And it is. Let's see here. It's heads, but we didn't decide who. Yeah, we didn't decide. (laughs) (laughs) So call it in the air when I flip it, Javi. Okay, I got you. I
0: got you. This is great audio content. What
1: do you think it is? Call it right now. Tails. It is. Tails never fails, baby. So you go first. Congrats. Dude, don't steal my pick, but we'll see where you go. Thank you, sir.
0: Of course, Ike Miller to List. We both were exchanging our thoughts on some former players, and there's a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Believe me, there's a lot of good ones. But with this, I'm gonna start off with who is probably the front runner for the national league mvp award he's had a very good career he is a first baseman who was able to steal 30 bases one year that's how crazy is a fantasy baseball legend and a guy who right when you thought all right clearly he's all right the best days are behind him he came right back that is the gold one that is the golden boy mr paul goldschmidt welcome to my team sir
1: uh, that's a tough one, Javi. He was going to be my number one pick. There's only one MVP on our list today, and that is Paul Goldschmidt after he takes home the award this year. Of course, D backs franchise legend, arguably, you know, best D backs player of all time. He's top two, top three right there. So, tough to see him go off the board first i would have definitely chosen um paul gochman number one as well so i can't hate that pick but i think that makes mm. my number two pick pretty clear for me now because i think there was a, mm. a tier one of top two players who i won paul Goldschmidt was definitely number one and since i'm number two i guess this guy just fell to me at the number two spot so i'm going with trey turner to start mm. it off because Now that Trey Turner has tapped into that power department, this is a whole new player because we already know about the sprint speed. We know about the, the swaggy sliding that he likes to do, right? When he's going home mm-hmm. to third base, mm-hmm. he does that little pop-up, the coolest thing in the game. So I want him not for his bat, but what he can do with the intangibles of the swag and stuff like that. He's going to sell tickets for me. He's fun to watch. He's fun for the cool kids and everything like that. So Trey Turner, we don't even care about your bat. We care about your slide. So come on down for the number two overall pick. Absolutely, sir. I mean, it's,
0: it's a great pick. Trey Turner's great. Um, there was a point. When I think the fools of the world thought that he was the just indisputable best shortstop. And then Francisco Lindor decided to have a little bit of a say about that this year. Just a little bit of a say about that. Um, But yeah, I mean, Trey Turner's great. The former Padre, he was traded for uh, Will Myers um, in that big deal that the Padres acquired Myers. And I think the Nationals got... Ah, oh, man, what's his name? Joe something. Nope, blanking I'll look it. it up real quick. Yeah,
1: you got. We, should, we probably should have brought up what the trades were in the first place. But yeah, I'm going to say, as we started talking about it, that was actually good background. Like, maybe we should have background. Yeah, we players. probably should have background.
0: And to remind people, the Paul Goldschmidt trade was for Carson Kelly, Luke Weaver, and Andrew Young. So Let's that go. return, considering that, I think that what might have happened with the D-backs here is they said, all right, we're not going to be competing necessarily. Let's trade this guy because he, like most baseball players, will have a fall-off. Unfortunately, he did not have a fall-off. So for the D-backs, it is looking pretty bad. If he had a fall-off, that's one thing, but he clearly hasn't. So two two stars traded from other teams in this division for what feels like nothing. Uh, The Rockies, of course, with Arenado, who is the other superstar over with the Cardinals. The Cardinals just taking advantage of dumb teams in our division. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy stuff, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> respect to the Cards for doing it, man. They they just basically added the two best players in the National League from the NOS on their team, and now it's like Goldie and Arenado are going to finish 1-2 in MVP voting. It's actually disgusting to see as the D-backs, and I'm sure Paul Holden, as a Rockets fan, he hates to see. Yeah, man, it's 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 pretty rough, but I think that makes it my turn, right? Oh, I guess so. I guess if we're not doing the snake, you're up then, Avi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it would just be us picking twice in a row. That's what, what happened there. All
0: right, so folks. you going? With my next pick, I would, if we were being little, little cretins, I would pick Luis Castillo, pitcher of the now Seattle Mariners. But we agreed before this that he's just technically not a former Padre. It's close. Let's. Let comments if you think this should count, but there was a trade between them and the Marlins from a while back involving Colin Ray, and basically the physicals were really bad on him, so the Marlins complained about it, rightfully, if, he, if they didn't get the right thing back. And then the Padres retained Castillo, and then the Marlins uh, retained... Co- or I'm sorry, the Padres retained Colin Ray, and the Marlins retained Castillo. And the Marlins still ended up trading him away again, which is hilarious, by the way. They had the chance to not trade Luis Castillo twice, but still did it. Um, but... If you guys think that technically counts, maybe. Ugh. But I don't think it does because he yeah. would have had to have been on the Padres to become a former Padre through a
1: trade. So I don't think it counts. It's but- basically like when Carmelo Anthony got traded to the Hawks for a day. It's like, do you consider him like exactly. a Hawk? Yeah. Yeah, like- yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's just a fun little <laughs> footnote
0: to bring up. Yeah. For my next pick, I have to go with, he's not my favorite pitcher in baseball anymore. He was for okay. a little bit. He was because I loved that he was the Joey Gallo of pitchers. Walk, strikeouts, home runs. That's all this man did. Oh. And the D-backs probably made the right decision at the time of trading him. The problem is that he then figured things out. He became a thick boy. He blew up with the Blue Jays, won the Cy Young. It is my boy, although he's actually genuinely just good now, Robbie Ray. He had a little bit of a fall off to start the season. He was getting absolutely killed by a lot of teams. And it was rough, and everyone said, oh, including myself, you know, small sample size, that's the problem here. But he bounced back in a major, major way, and he's been awesome. The only team he can't pitch against is the Astros. But in fairness, the Astros are are good against everybody. So collecting one of my three pitchers, Mr. Robbie Ray, want to get him off the board
1: because uh, I got love for the guy. Love that for you because I definitely didn't want no part of Robbie Ray. Don't <laughs> want him on my team. So I'm glad you picked him so I wouldn't have to because there's a couple pitchers I like here more than a Robbie Ray. So I'm gonna go with my next selection. I'm also mm. gonna go starting pitcher. I'm gonna take a better version of Robbie Ray, because he's just mm. flat out a better all-time pitcher in Zach Granke, who is mm. probably going to make the Hall of Fame yeah. one day, of yeah. course. On the biggest contract in D-backs mm. franchise history, when he got over a two hundred million dollar deal, the D-backs said, "I don't want to learn from my mistakes, Matt and Bumgarner. Come on down. Let's give another veteran pitcher another fat deal, so he could do nothing with our team." But Zach Greinke. Ended up being traded away to the Houston Astros where he won a World Series. And in return, the D-backs got back Seth Beer who hasn't done anything except for that walk-off against the San Diego Padres to start the season. J.B. Braskakis, who's coming off an injury and basically been injured just through a uh, whole time in the minor league. Same with Corbin Martin. But the fourth guy in that mo- in that package back for Zach Greinke because the D-backs got back three of the top five prospects in the Astros organization. Seth Beer, Corbin Martin, J.B. Briskakis But the fourth guy in that deal Josh Rojas who has been fantastic for the D-back so far but we're here to talk about Zach Greinke so I'm taking him with my number four overall pick the second pick of my team Zach Greinke future Hall of Famer Cy Young award winner multiple times finishing this top five Cy Young voting I'm absolutely killing this draft to start you are killing it I made a mistake I got fooled by the allure of thick
0: boy Robbie Ray I was seduced (laughs) by thick boy Robbie Ray that's what happened here and I forgot that. Yeah, Grinke isn't necessarily great right now. I mean, he's lovely to watch, though, I will say. His yeah. little EFIS pitch, it's still a blast to watch this guy with his two strikeouts a game. <laughs> still chugging along. But you're right. You probably made the better pick there. I got a little bit ahead of myself. But I won't make that same mistake with my next okay. pick, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see. Let's see if you're going to steal before, my guy. Before, Before we get into the next pick, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about betting. Maybe you want to make a bet on what you and what me and Millard are going to say for the next pick. Determining the best former Padres and Diamondbacks, Or you're just a regular person who wants to bet on football or the World Series or what have you and college football is heating up. It just started. Well, guys, betonline.net is your number one source for all of those odds and infos and games and stats and blah, blah, blah. All of it. They got it all. And let me tell you, find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, Including this year's opening week games. That's right, guys. Fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Now it's my turn. All right. Now it's my turn, man. It's my turn. I messed did up with my first picture. <laughs> right. I messed up with my first picture, and I'm not making that mistake again. I know that we only need three pitchers, but I want to solidify it right now. I'm going with my whatever pick this is. I forgot what number this is. My third pick, the sixth overall pick, question mark, fifth overall pick in the draft. I'm going with Max Fried. Uh, World Series hero. He was great. Former Padre, and some people might forget that. Yeah, that's right. That's how bad it sometimes has been for the Padres. I was looking up the trade, actually, um, and it was involved in the Justin Upton deal. Granted, Max Fried was not nearly what he was back then. This is not a trade where you say, "Oh, we knew he was going to be good." In fact, he was kind of a little bit more of a tertiary piece when they did trade him. And he didn't really become great for a few years, and it took some time. So it's possible that maybe the Braves, being the good organization they are, have him, you know, do what he does but not do it for another team. Right? We don't always uh count that, but it's true. But he's been great for them, World Series champion. He was awesome in the playoffs, and he's awesome this year, 2.56 ERA. He doesn't have all the strikeouts in the world that you want, but who cares? He limits the runs, and he's consistent. And I think he's going to be consistent for a good long while, by the way. I I like the guy. I think that he can hold up. So that's my pick. Miller, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I was going to go Freed next because I think there's a big drop off of the pitchers after Freed. I was glad you picked Robbie Ray because if I could have gotten Zach Greinke and Freed with my first two pitchers, that would have really stacked my team. So I love your Freed pick there. That basically means I'm done drafting pitchers until the very end because next up for me, this is more of a vibes thing for me because – Who knows? I don't know how you feel about this guy because he doesn't really play any position. He's basically a full-time DH, but he's one of the best offensive players in the league when he's right, when he's healthy, especially in his prime because when the D-backs trade for him, he went on an absolute tear over two months. He had like 27 home runs, set an MLB record, and that is J.D. Martinez, who basically Mm -hmm. had such an interesting career broken uh pretty late yeah. um, into baseball, wasn't really a power guy when he first got called up, and then kind of discovered himself with the Tigers. And basically you look at like JD Martinez's like last seven years. He's been one of the best power hitter sluggers in baseball. Like, he's legit like a pure contact hitter, 300-plus average, can hit for power, 30-plus home runs, RBI producer, WRC+, OPS, basically any offensive stat. The only knock against J.D. Martinez is he's basically like a Nick Castellanos. You can't play him in the outfield. He has to be your full-time DH. And now that we have the universal DH, it works out. He's played most of his career in the American League. And when he did play in the National League, with the Arizona Diamondbacks, he looked like maybe the best offensive player in the sport at that time. So J.D. Martinez, I'm going to slide him in at DH. I grew up a Red Sox fan, so you know I'm huge on the DH with Big Poppy. Now we got J.D. Martinez on our team to be that RBI producer, home run producer in the middle of our lineup.
0: I like it. It's a good player, man. And it's true. I remember when uh, the Red Sox first acquired him, and that was the same season that the Yankees acquired Giancarlo Stanton. And a lot of okay. people were like, well, the, Cl- the Yankees clearly won the offseason. I mean, the, him and Judge are going to hate 800 home runs. But I remember, I was like, don't don't sleep on J.D. Martinez, though. I think mm-hmm. J.D. Martinez, people were still having trouble believing it. They were still having trouble with this guy who, what, like age 25, 26, maybe 27, who what, used to be on the Astros, too. He used to be on yeah. the Astros, and they never really gave him a shot. Then he goes to Detroit, and everyone's like, where did this come from? And then he does it again, and they're like, okay. That's cute, but he's not going to do it again, right? And he only got better. And even in this kind of past his prime, still a decent player. He can still hit the ball pretty well. So depending on what team you are, you could probably use him. And a World Series legend, I think. Legend. I think they won with him, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, World yeah, Series legend, legend, near MVP, if not for Mookie Betts, going superhuman that same year. Mm-hmm. Great pick, Miller. Great pick. I, I, I love it. Love it. You, you did great Thank pick. I'm going to one-up you. you. I'm going to one-up okay. you. And I'm going to take... The superior of D-backs Martes. And that's Starling (laughs) Javier Marte. That's right. Maybe you didn't know that. His middle name is Javier. Starling Marte. I think think with the exception of Goldschmidt on this list, you could call Starling Marte probably the most consistent overall player um, uh, that both of our teams have traded in, in one way since 2014. He's always there. He always plays a really solid defense. He's got speed. He's got a hint of power. He's going to hit for average. And later on, especially when he joins the Diamondbacks and then the Marlins and then the A's, he got a lot better at just overall on-base stuff, just walking a little bit more. And he's been great for the Mets this year. He's been great. And it's just there's, a, there's such a high floor with him that you just kind of know what you're going to get. I know that the speed could eventually fall off, and he might not steal as many bags, but bottom line is he's just solid. He's always there. He doesn't have health injuries and whatnot, and he's really easy to root for because his name, his middle name is Javier. How can you not root for the guy? Starling Javier Marte, uh, I imagine a player that also has been used in many fancy baseball um, uh, team names and what have you. And by the way, just a reminder, the Padres, I, I forgot to mention what the trade of Max Freed was. It was for Justin Upton and Aaron, Northcraft, They sent back to the Braves, Freed, Jace Peterson, Dustin Peterson, and Malik Smith. Forgot to mention that. And then also for Starling Marte, do you remember what the trade was with the D-backs, my friend?
1: Oh, yes. I was going to pull it up right now because I was going to go on a quick rant about that because the D-backs traded Marte at the trade deadline because they didn't want to pick up his $8 million option for the next season because apparently that was too expensive. So they said, let's just trade him to the Marlins and get back your guy, Javier Reyes, Caleb Smith, and a prospect in Roberto Mejia." So just a terrible deal. And then the funny thing is, the very next season, at the trade deadline, the Marlins send Starling Marte to the Oakland A's for Jesus Lazardo, a top 100 prospect who looks like yeah. a legit starting rotation member in the Marlins' mm-hmm. rotation. So, how do the D-backs flip Marte for a Caleb Smith? Meanwhile, the Marlins flip him at another deadline, just a season later, for a top 100 prospect who's a legit starting rotation arm. Just malfeasance by the D-backs front office, uh, front office in that scenario. So, don't even get me started on Starling Marte. He was a great addition. Loved him in the Marte Parte. Should have kept him less than 10 million dollars did everything arguably the best d-backs player during that 2020 season so i'm very upset that he didn't get resigned but for my fourth overall selection there's still a lot of good position players so i'm gonna treat this like a fancy football draft where you wait on maybe wide receiver or quarterback because it's so loaded Mm -hmm. at that position so i think i'm gonna go actually back to pitcher here because there's one guy that kind of interests me among the other guys I see on this list. I'm gonna go off the board a little bit. I'm gonna go Craig Kimbrell who mm-hmm. doesn't feel as sexy of a name right now because of the way he's mm-hmm. done the last Years, but Craig kimbrough if you remember those first seven, eight, nine years um as a reliever, he was one of the best relievers of all time. Basically, the first eight years of his career, he's like a mm. sub-two, sub-two guy basically every year. Insane strikeout artist, had a great season. His one year with the San Diego Padres with like a one-five ERA. And so for Craig Kimbrell, this is someone that led the league in saves from twenty eleven to 2014 46 42 50 and 47 then 2015 he was with the Padres had a 258 year ray at 39 saves that year as well so I think Craig Kimbrell to be the back end of my bullpen guy like we think of Craig Kimbrell now we're like oh man that guy's shaky but what he was doing from age basically 21 to age 30 one of the most historic closers we've ever seen during that time period
0: good stuff good stuff. Um you snagged easily the best closer that either of our teams have traded away. Uh in a, in a while. In a while for
1: sure. Um just just great mm-hmm. stuff, man. And great you stuff. guys traded him to the Red Sox, I guess I should say, and I guess mm-hmm. Manuel Margot was the headliner in that piece coming back. Yeah, Manuel
0: Margot who did not pan out that much for the Padres. He was a good defensive player but not as a batter. But I'm going to talk about someone that the Padres traded who panned out quite literally immediately for the other team. Uh he wasted no time. And in my opinion, there is a case to be made that this is overall the worst move of A.J. Prowler's tenure. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I'm talking about the guy who was giving us nightmares all season because of our ground ball gremlin at first base, and we could have had this other guy, and that's Ty France of the Seattle Mariners. I know he's been a little bit cold lately, but there is just something consistent about the bat to ball skills that I love. He's had some big hits before, which I like he's young and even plays pretty decent defense. I like that. I just, he has a vibe to him that we're going to look back on this and say, Oh my God, that's really what they traded him for. Like Austin Adams and Austin Nola. Like that's what they traded him for. And they also sent over Andres Muniz. Oof. Oof, 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 a really bad trade that when you look back at it, you're like, man, all of that for Austin Noah? I know he was hitting well that year, but geez, man, you can't wait a little bit on catcher? I mean, sheesh, so that one might arguably be the worst trade of AJ Brothers' tenure.
1: Yeah, and France, his numbers have come down a little bit since the All-Star break, but mm. at the time, I advocated for France to have been on the All-Star team. I thought he was the best first baseman at the halfway point of the season. So France, he's had a breakout year, helping the Mariners who seem to be locked in to breaking their playoffs throughout this season, so very fun to see. So I like your Ty France pick because I think my next pick spiritually gives off the same energy because I was really debating between two former D-backs guys here one that got, you know, I won't give too much context in who are the two guys I was debating. I'll just tell you who I'm going to take because this is all vibe. <laughs> I gave you Trey Turner earlier with the swaggy slide. I got another oh, super man. swagged out player coming up. The man who might be the coolest player in all of baseball because I'm bringing up Jazz Chisel. There it is. Exactly allen trade that we talked about in the first pod i think two hours ago with javier reyes because for <laughs> Josh chisholm you can't think of a more win-win trade than that Josh chisholm seems like he's going to be a future superstar shortstop 25 25 kind of a guy while Zach Allen seems like a guy that can finish top three in Cy Young voting every season. So a win win trade for both sides. And now we're bringing Jazz Chisholm home to play shortstop, maybe next to a Ketel Marte, but I guess that's not really the team he's going to be on. He's going to be in the lineup with JD Martinez, I guess. And I guess that's and Trey Turner. Wow, look at that up the middle. I got Trey Turner, Jazz Chisholm, and then JD Martinez is my DH with a Granky and a Kimbrel. I am just smoking this draft right now, Javier Raya. <laughs> <laughs> I will
0: admit the jazz. I mean, it's actually remarkable how even of a trade that is gallon for jazz. Just like, I honestly can't think of a trade that's been more even honestly. Like I it's, it's really great stuff. It's really great stuff. Maybe the nationals have a potential to have an even trade where, you know, maybe not even, but it could look okay for them because they really did get such a haul of prospects, but that's still unknown quantities and whatnot. But Sir, but. I'm going to take someone who certainly isn't an unknown quantity. Yeah. I'm going to take someone who is again just really consistent and also really fun to root for. Um, especially when you know, you know, he had some tragedies on the off off the field with uh, I believe they had a, a a miscarriage or something with him and his, his former uh, his ex wife. And that is Gene Segura of the Philadelphia Phillies. I like the guy. He's a hitter's hitter and low key just super consistent every year. He's going to give you good bat-to-ball skills, give you okay defense. He's not going to blow up the league or anything like that. He's not going to be the one that is your Paul Goldschmidt or even your Trey Turner or what have you. But I know what I'm getting from him. So while I wish I could have had Jazz Shisholm because, like you said, he is one of the coolest players in the league, I'm going to take Gene Segura, and I feel pretty uh, pretty good about it.
1: Yeah, Gene Segura is pretty good. And I think to mention, I believe he was in the Quetel Marte trade to the Seattle Mariners. I believe that's how Ooh. he got off the— Yes, the- I think so too yeah so, so look at the d-backs okay look look at you guys
0: you're doing yeah, something
1: i was gonna pull up the trade exactly yeah um to the seattle mariners and then the d-backs uh oh and they also got back taiwan walker i forget and also in that deal um it was mitch Haniger going to mm. the, the mariners as well so very interesting uh a uh, fat trade. I mean, Ketel Marte, Taiwan Walker coming back, and then Mitch Hanniger and Gene Segura going to the Mariners. Huge blockbuster trade at that time. So uh, maybe a win-win for both sides as well because Gene Segura is a good player going there, and then we get Ketel Marte back, and then we're, it's, a, you know, another deal where it's like, oh, Taiwan Walker, future all-star. Let's just let him walk. Maybe he should have been on this list, too, among <laughs> uh, <players. laughs> We let walk in free agency. you could potentially <laughs> make this list. I might have to add him real quick to the list. Who knows? He might be a sneaky addition. But – for my next pick i won't go taiwan walker next but now that i just thought about him i might add him at the bottom of this list of players mm, uh, yeah. of our player pool here yeah. you know i might think about it but next on my list since you go since you went with gene segura i'm also going just killing the infield right now i'm just slaying the infield and i think i'm gonna go with the guy who i debated taking in my last round he was traded he was drafted number one overall and then traded immediately for Shelby Miller, who was one of the worst <laughs> pitchers in baseball at the time of the acquisition. He had like a seven plus ERA and was just absolutely terrible for the D-backs. Meanwhile, Dansby Swanson, slow start to his career, but now you look at the last couple of seasons, Dansby Swanson the World Series winner. He's turned into one of the best defensive players in baseball. He's tapped into some power. Great defensive player, I think I already said. So, Dansby Swanson, uh, maybe his offensive ceiling is not super high, but what he can do defensively, a little pop, a little bit of speed. I'm taking Dansby Swanson, not Uh, right here, former number one overall pick. Yeah,
0: and maybe he's discovered something
1: this year. I mean, 284, 340 on base,
0: he's done a little bit better this year, but I think that the uh, it's a little bit similar to Segura. Like, there's a high floor here, and he has tapped into a little bit more power. I know he's got 17 bombs, 17 steals, probably a twenty twenty guy. I'm curious to see who ends up with him in the offseason after he becomes a free agent. That should be really interesting, because with the amount of extensions the Braves have been given out lately, with Austin Riley, with Michael Harris, something tells me he's not coming back. So, very curious to see where Mr. Dansby Swanson goes. Love the pick, sir, but I got a better one for you. Okay. <clears throat> I got a better one for you. Okay. And I need people to hear me out on this one, okay? I know that it's been a little bit rough lately for, for, for this lad. I know that he kind of had a lost season, and the only time he made news was when he was sticking up for Tim Anderson in that whole debacle with Josh Donaldson. But when you look at some of his best seasons, and when you still think about you know how he's been, uh, even with the White Sox, I'm going with the best catcher in this. Okay. That is Yasmani Grandal, an absolute beast at the plate. He is kind of a little bit got that Joey Gallo thing going where all walks and then home runs. And unlike Joey Gallo, though, that's great for a catcher. Because catchers, if you can give us anything offensively, if it's just a lot of home runs and on base, then I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it. Former um, Padre, believe it or not, I'm actually looking up who they traded him for, and I'm scared to. Because I remember it being bad, um, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Let me see, it was do to do, do it was for matt kemp that's right it was the matt kemp trade uh-huh. this is back in the 2014 era for that 2015 season i forgot that he was the kemp one i thought he was for Kimbrell. but uh yeah that's who i'm taking with my next pick a little bit of a savvy
1: move on my part i must say but uh i love it i feel good about it that's interesting i don't hate that yasmani grandal clearly the best catcher i don't think i'm getting a catcher today if i didn't get yasmani grandal so that's a tough one right there i'm debating these next two guys i have pretty close depends how i want to build my team but i think if i take this player i might screw over your team because i don't know how many good pitchers are left so next up i'm taking big game james shields who is just one of the most underrated pitchers in all of baseball from the 2010s i mean this guy he was a borderline number one option. Finished third inside Young voting one season. Just an innings eater. Has, I'm looking at it now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine straight seasons of over 200 innings pitch. That's why they call him Big Game James Shields. He was a career basically in his prime around like a 3-3 year, right? Giving you 200 innings pitch. Um, Decent strikeout numbers as well for the guy. So I'm going Big Game James Shields here to just clean out my rotation. I got Granky. I got James Shields and then Kimbrough out my bullpen. Nasty (sighs) pitching staff, I mean, nasty.
0: That is pretty nasty. I'm not gonna lie. That's that, that's really good. I probably should have <laughs> addressed the pitching a little bit more, but no matter, ladies and it gentlemen. Matter. No it matter. matter. It does not matter. We don't need um, pitching. with now one two three four five with my second to last pick of this draft. The question is, do I go for the pitcher or do I go for the batter? And ladies and gentlemen, because of that Robbie Ray Max Freed combo, one of them that should have been Granky, but I messed up. But it's okay. I'm gonna go with. I wanna, I wanna do. It's it's actually really tough here. It's just between two players, but I gotta do it for the bit. I gotta do it for the fact that the Padres in 2019 got significantly less after, uh, less fun and good after trading him. There's all these nice videos of him talking to kids on the side and whatnot. Randomly got DFA'd by the Cleveland Guardians this year, but has been doing a lot better for Chicago. I have to go Fran Mil Reyes. I have to. I, I don't wow. like it. There's another player I should have gone instead, but I'm going with Fran Mil Reyes because that's my brother, and I have to.
1: Fran Reyes, your brother. A big power bat. He's had a pretty interesting career because he's basically mm-hmm. been like a DH kind of a guy, big power mm-hmm. bat, basically been um, – he's got two seasons with over 30 home runs. He's been kind of like an underrated player in baseball. It feels like no one wants to like – commit to friend mill reyes feels like no one wants to be like i want this guy to be you know mm-hmm. the uh, a cornerstone however position he plays for the next four years it feels like he's like uh just a hop around, come guys, spend a season or two in an organization, then move on to somewhere else. So I don't know why no one wants to keep Grandmill <laughs> Reyes more long term. I mean, the Guardians, I guess, have had him for a few seasons. But he's been a solid player throughout his major league career. been pretty productive. So I do not hate that pick at all. So that was your second to last pick because, yeah, I got one, two, three, four. I got four, so I need two more position players. Okay, so this is the second to last pick. So next up for me, so that leaves the guy who I want still on the board perfectly because this is going to really just even out my lineup. Let me make sure I pull up um, how we traded him away because this guy is technically a former D-back. I think I mentioned he was in that Ketel Marte trade to the Seattle Mariners along with Gene Segura. Because I'm bringing home a guy who hasn't really done much this season because of injury. But in 2021, he had, uh, you know, uh, in 2021, he had 39 home runs. He had an 804 OPS, finished 20th in MVP voting. In 2018, he was an all-star as well, with 26 home runs, an 859 OPS, finished 11th in MVP voting that season. I'm going with Mitch Haniger to fill out mm-hmm. my outfield spot still. Uh, not I thought he was going to be younger actually 31 years old so not super young but in terms of mileage on his body he's young because he's been hurt throughout his major league career so he only has two seasons where he's played over 100 games so guess what even though he's 31 years old Javi he's going to be fresh coming to my team because he hasn't played a lot of games throughout his major league career hey man it's good that's who
0: I was debating about taking um, he's excellent I mean he's an excellent player and I think that it's it's I think he's just a home run beast, and yes, the defense isn't always great, but then again, I just took Franmiel Reyes, who literally plays DH because of the bad defense, so yes, the defense isn't always great for him, and also, in fairness, not to slander your team a little bit, this is even slander, but just pointing out the negative, is very often injured, Uh, so that's one error, uh, one area that could be a, a place of concern. For your team as a whole, because, you know, Jazz has had some injury issues. Trey Turner wow. in the past had some tra- uh, injury issues. I'm uh, you know, all- my team right now. Yeah. Look at that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just throwing it
0: out there. You know, Fran Mills always there for you. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, it's a great pick in uh, Mitch Hanniger, one of the most underrated guys uh, in the outfield, at least in the American League, because the guy just hits bombs. Uh, so I love that pick, sir. And I'm going to close out my draft with a guy who the Padres sent over. In the trade for austin nola i don't care if he's not technically a closer you know why because if it wasn't for the fact that the mariners really like paul Sewald, he'd be a closer on the padres right now probably and that is andres muniz that's right they didn't just give up Ty france they didn't just give him up they also gave up andres muniz only at 23 years old and millard he's absolutely lighting it up 2.83 era his expected stats are incredible with slugging, with his walk percentage, with his whiff percentage, uh, especially on his slider, which is just his absolute knockout pitch. Opponents are only hitting, if I'm not mistaken, 121 against his slider. So that's his killer pitch, and he touches 100 miles per hour on average on that fastball. So you could, if he can make the movement on his fastball a little bit better, just a tiny bit better, this could be, seriously, a guy that years from now, when people are looking at this draft that you, the two and I two of us <laughs> yeah. did today they'll say yeah Miller did get Kimbrel don't get me wrong but that Andres Muniz dude turned out to be an incredible relief pitcher so that's who I'm taking for my last pitcher and I feel electric about it
1: that's interesting interesting Andres Muniz uh, we'll see what the people say about that one on Twitter because to close <laughs> out my drafts you know, I could go with the D backs fan favorite here. I could go David Peralta, Freight Train, right? Mm. That's what the D fans want. That would be yep. the spiritual that they want, but that's not where I'm going. Mm. I'm going mm. maybe a little bit against the grain because I think he's a rarity with what his skill set could do because there's not mm-hmm. a lot of left handed, power hitting shortstops. So I'm going to go with ed D. Gregorius oh, here. Oh, no, they're going to cook you for this one, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm going with DD Gregorius because it's hard. Back at the time when he was playing, he was, like, one of the only left-handed power-hitting shortstops, basically, in all of baseball. Like, what he was doing with the Yankees at that time, like, there quite literally weren't many shortstops doing what he was doing at that time. So, because of the rarity of what he can do at his position, maybe, like, David Peralta a little bit more as a player, but you got to think about value here, right, Javi? It's, like... Running backs and fancy football. Yeah, this wide receiver might score more points than Josh Jacobs, but the running backs are just going to fall off so quickly. So you got to take mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs over that really good wide receiver sometimes that you don't really want to do. So that's why I'm taking DD here. Maybe Dave Peralta is the better player, but I think the smarter team for building on my team is to go DD Gregorius.
0: I disagree. I, I think this is my least favorite pick of yours. I know it's the end of the draft, the defense isn't great. <laughs> He was hitting to the short porch, but I will say this great vibes pick. I loved watching Dee Dee whenever the Yankees were on. I remember uh, someone that if everyone ever made fun of his little, his post-game tweets when he would use all the emojis and whatnot. They were so adorable. I love them. And ever tried to figure out, oh, what, who's that emoji? Oh, it means Brett Gardner. Who's this emoji? Mean? He did a little bit for the Phillies too, which was a lot of fun. And I remember some people would be like, oh, look at the, the grammar issues here. And then people in the comments would like yell at that person and be like, he literally knows five languages. Leave him alone. Deidre Gregorius is a vibe, a five language king. Uh, in terms of just vibes, I love deity He was at one point, probably one of my favorite current players in baseball just because he's so easy to root for. Great smile, all that stuff. Um, regardless of his actual playing ability. So, Millard, that about does it. Look at our draft. Let's run it through one more time. My three pitchers, Robbie Ray, Max Freed, and Andres Munez. My position players, Paul Goldschmidt, Starling Marte, Jean Segura, Ty France, Yasmani Grandal, and Fran Mil Reyes. I know that's electric. And Millard, tell them about your team.
1: Yeah, my three pitchers, we got Zach Greinke, we got Craig Kimbrell, and we got big game James Shields. And then my position players, I mean, my infield is loaded. We got Trey Turner, we got Dansby Swanson, we got Jazz Chisholm, and we got D.D. Gregorius. And then the outfield, we got Mitch Hanniger with J.D. Martinez as your D.H. I mean, tell me about that power and the hitting for average. Now, I would like to give an honorable mention to guys who I really debated with that last pick. I just brought up Mm -hmm. David Peralta. The other guy really debated If you're talking about defense, this is not going to be the guy you want to talk about. But if you're talking about just raw power, Mark Trumbo, I mean, he's got a few seasons where 30 plus home runs and an 800 plus OPS. Like, he's not the sexiest guy. But there was a time where I was like, Mark Trumbo's like a pretty underrated player in baseball. Like, if he's going to lead the league in home runs at 47 and have like 800 plus OPS, like, that's value to a team as a DH. Absolutely.
0: My issue with Mark Trumbo, very simple a first half king. This guy would never do anything in the second half, even when he was with the Orioles on those good Orioles teams. That dude was a a great sight to behold, but I think a lot of Padres fans will get a lot of Hunter Renfro vibes out of him just not being able to keep it up for too long. Uh, That dude in this first half was always awesome. Just never managed to keep it, uh, especially because his defense wasn't all that great. Still, though, in terms of just hitting bombs, love that one. I was debating about Martin Prado uh Mm. martin prado was really fun for the d-backs just a solid hitters hitter um i actually forgot some of his stats and whatnot but he was fun i remember he got traded to the yankees at one point which was weird uh but he was just this definition of kind of like a solid okay player for a few years there not incredible his peak was probably with atlanta but even still um counts and and basically like a super utility like a ben zobers type exactly like all over exactly so that's another one i thought of but let me go back through all the rest of some players that were traded from both of our teams really quickly from the padres players that weren't drafted eric lauer cj abrams who might be the first overall pick in a few years who knows zach Uh eflin cal quantrell luis Arias, steven souza cameron Mabin, will venable manny margo eniel de los santos who's having a great year for the guardians right now andrew kashner fernando rodney who i forgot about Uh josh naylor and then for the Diamondbacks, Brandon Drury, who's currently a Padre, so I couldn't draft the guy again. I mean, come on. Uh, David Peralta, Ender Enciarte, Wade Miley, mentioned Martín Prado, mentioned Mark Trumbo, Johan Duran, who's a prospect currently for the Red Sox. Then Archie Bradley and Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker going undrafted.
1: Wow. I know. I know, because we didn't think about him at first. I We didn't even have him on the list, so we brought totally <laughs> trade. But after looking at it, it's like, you know what? Taiwan Walker was an all-star as soon as he, he left was. the D-back, so Maybe he should have been drafted. He much. was, like, and I'm he's perfect. having
0: a, a good season this year, too. So, yeah, that one might be our biggest miss. Uh, everybody, you got to let us know. But hopefully you all enjoyed this mega draft, this jumbo juicy podcast. Maybe it got you in a fantasy drafting mood. Good luck to everybody with your fantasy drafts. As someone who won and dominated all of his fantasy leagues last year, I have no pressure whatsoever, so I can't relate to people who are going to be nervous about their drafts. But still, nonetheless, I hope you guys had fun. Miller, this was a great idea. As always, it's fun having you on the pod, man.
1: Oh, yeah, thank you. And ask Javier Reyes who won the Locked On MLB Fancy football draft league that we had last year among all the locked on MLB hosts. Guess who won, ladies and gentlemen? Locked on Dimebacks host Miller Thomas. We put no money on the line, but Paul Holden sent me twenty bucks for Chipotle after winning. Which- <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Host Holden, Rock- of Locked Rockies.
0: On Rockies. I will say for everybody who wants to know how capable of dark magic apparently that Millard's just just mystic arts. He finished second to last in total points. I finished second in total points, and I didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> and this guy weaseled his way into winning that league. I had Cup, Devontae Ugh. Adams, and Jamar Chase. That is cracked. <laughs> that is the most cracked receiving core ever. And I somehow didn't make the playoffs because I just got the worst matchup luck. But anyway, enough about that. Millard, it was a blast. Might even put this out on Twitter, uh, our full oh. rosters and whatnot. Maybe might make a little graphic. I know you're a graphic cool. person, so you oh, might yeah? enjoy that. Um, But that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast and the Lockdown Diamondbacks pod. Remember, everybody, follow us on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, at Creator Thomas 24. Lockdown Diamondbacks, you'll find it, right? People are smart. At Lockdown Diamondbacks, look it up on the tubes and check it it. out. Yeah, yeah. You'll find it out. You know what I mean? Check the link trees. Yeah. People got it, man. People got it. People are smart. Our listeners are smart. We're famous, guys yeah exactly we're famous man with that all being said everybody stay safe and of course stay faithful my fire faithful homies and d-backs
1: homies take care